0: Pray for us. Well, uh, this is the 44th talk I've given on the Gospel of John. And in these two sections, I want to finish chapter 17 and move on uh, to the narrative of our Lord's Passion and Resurrection. These are the last words, verses uh, 20 to 26 of chapter 17. And so it begins uh, not on their behalf only, that is the behalf of his disciples about whom he's been praying a long time. Um, Not on their behalf only do I entreat, but also on behalf of all those believing because of their word in me. That's remarkable, isn't it? That we can preach and by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit can use that to bring people to be joined to God in Christ. So, of course, that's the apostolic function, but it's everybody's function. As the Pope is uh, telling us right now, we have a whole new uh, synod being gathered to discuss the new evangelization, the new preaching of the gospel. So. I pray, see, for all those believing because of their word in me. Okay. Now, what is our Lord going to pray for? What he's been praying for in the whole uh, prayer. So that all may be one. Just as you, Father, in me, and I in you, that they, too, may be one in us. So that the world may believe that you sent me. The world will believe when the Christians are one. Now, the model for this unity is the infinite divine unity between the Father and the Son, sealed by the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the model given frequently in the Fathers of the Church. St. Cyprian has a text, it's quoted actually in Vatican II, the Church is one with the unity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's quite a unity. Well, what is that unity? You see, just as you, Father, in me and I in you, that they too may be one in us. That's because we're one in Christ. But, what is the unity of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? What is that unity? Pure, infinite, infinite, self-forgetful love. Somebody once said, you see, it's a subsisting altruism. It's just three beautiful, divine, infinite persons in love with each other. So the unity is in the love. Yes, of course, they all have the same nature. But the unity is in the love. And so now he's praying... For us, you see, we're the ones who believe because of the words of the apostles that we be one. Because when that happens, then the world will believe that you sent me. That's quite powerful. You see, earlier he has said, I, asked, I don't ask you to take them out of the world, but to protect them from the evil one. Now, What John means by one is very well uh, summed up uh, by Father Donasi and Mola who was my doctor father. I know Father Mola was the one who directed my doctorate. He's with the Lord now. Lovely man. Now he's talking about the believers and the world. And he says that this dualistic context, believer world, is not for John a cosmic or a metaphysical context. It is a spiritual structure. So the world and the believers, that's a spiritual structure which sets forth a reality of the moral order and which demonstrate at what depth salvation intervenes to bring us from death to life from the world into the life of the Trinity. At what depth this work of redemption intervenes, what struggles it must face, and what an abyss of pride and rebellion it must overcome. If you had the time to trace the philosophy of the West over the last three or four centuries, it would be this abyss of pride and rebellion it must overcome. Joe and I in dualism, there is a dualism, but it's not cosmic. See, It's not like you know, the Gnostics. You know, you're born with a spark of life, you're a good guy. You don't have it, you're a bad guy. And only the sparks of life are going to ever be saved. See, no, it's not that kind of a uh, thing. You see, uh, Joe and I in dualism is inscribed within a world of liberty and choice. The notion of world, John's use, serves to unmask the demonic universe of refusal and rejection. Who is it that leads the world to reject? Even now, the crisis of Europe, um, about which the Pope is so concerned, as are many other fine men, Uh, not all even explicitly believing Christians, but recognizing the Christian vision of creation by God, all rights grounded in that relationship to God. People like uh, Marcello Pera, who's a philosopher, who's the head of the Italian Senate, uh, sees this, you see. It's the demonic universe of refusal and rejection. This, if you look carefully, you will always see is the problem. You see, so Christianity is dismissed now as a, you know, a product of the infantile state of the human race. And now we've come of age and we understand that there is no God out there. There is, you know, this is it. And we have to organize a good world order, which means what? Impose my view on you. I want a world order, provided I can run it. Which is all these things that he's saying here, you see. It's the demonic universe of refusal and rejection. I will not serve, according to that poem of Milton. And you see, uh, it's that. That's the world. It's important to realize because, you see, um, earlier we already had that text, if you remember, in chapter 16, that the Spirit will come convict the world, prove the world wrong about the world wrong about sin, justice and justification. Uh, the world is a universe of refusal and rejection. However, our job is to preach to that world and bring them out of that world into a real, freeing, loving, relaxed, joyful union with Jesus Christ. That's the job. That's the job of the new evangelization. So, uh, that the world may believe, see, that you sent me. If they're one, the world will believe. Oh! Do you see why the church is always under attack to be divided? Besides the great big ones, the East and the West, and then in the West, there's something like 7,000 sects. Just nuclear, you know, division. Then, if that were unity, do you see what our Lord is saying? They be one just as you, Father, in me and I in you. That's a total love. You see? So that the world may believe that you sent me. And I, the glory that you have given to me, I have given to them. You poured yourself out. And i pour myself out the glory you see uh, the the manifestation of love glory often means you see that uh, the kavod the doksa is the manifestation of the love and saving will of god now within the trinity it's that love of the father for the son and then the son returning it to the father And that interaction of love, you see, is the Holy Spirit. So the glory you have given me, I have given to them. So that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me. Now the model for church unity then is the Trinity. Love. That's the model. And how important that is, you see, uh, that they may be perfected in one, then the world might know, the text, that the world might know, that you sent me and you loved them just as you loved me. Do you see why all the saints pray for unity? How many of the saints have given their lives to the Lord as an oblation to bring about church unity? Love unity. Ah, to show forth it's not regimentation or homogenization it's love east should be east west should be west uh, but love and that's the glory that you have given me now the model you see that not only the model but the force the power of this I in them and you in me So that means you are in them because I am in them and you are in me and now you, Father, are the living source of the unity of the church mediated through my prayer, this prayer. Or if you look at the letter to the Philippians, you know that whole text about let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. He humbled himself, became obedient. What is that? That's the fire of love of the, of the son for the father existing in that human nature who gave himself up in love. That's the source of the unity. That's the source of the unity. We theologians can discuss and work out, you know, some good formulations we can all agree on and we should do a lot more of it. But unity is love. Yes, it's truth. Without that, there's no possibility. Love can't... Love will bring a unity in truth. But it's the truth that is the unity. Okay. So, that is the the end of that section. The world might know then. When they are one, the world will know that you sent me and that you loved them just as you loved me. That is the fruit of the unity of the church. If we could show for that. And that unity, my friends, is love. It's not just signing documents. It's that Christians really love each other. You see how far we are from that? We don't get the same love for each other in, the, in one parish. They're all Catholics. How we need this, you see, um, glory that you gave me, I gave them. That presence, that powerful transforming presence without it the world this universe of uh, refusal and rejection will win the day if we are one and there's love and beautiful Christian normality the world doesn't stand a chance people will leave it that world of refusal and rejection because they can see the beauty of love